Welcome, everybody, to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm Robert Ring. With me, Blake's here this time. Hey, that's that douchebag. Hey, that's that douchebag who didn't <laughs> fucking show up last time because he was doing hey, what again? Because uh, I, I had bigger things to do because you guys yeah. suck. Um, bigger things to do. Oh, my God, it's like a high it's a... Hey, that actually yeah, happened. Wait, all weekend. I got to say that... Uh, <laughs> Alone in the Chaos, that was our intro music. That's you already said that. You, that's the that. second time we just talked about You're it. the worst host of all time. Do you know that? Man. <laughs> Damn, Robert. Man. Uh, uh, <laughs> tell us about somebody. Re- okay, first of all, tell us about... Okay, I'm not even going to introduce the other guy. Uh, tell, us about, tell us about TwitchCon, Blake. Um, it was fun. I met people. I saw a bunch of my friends. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got drunk every single night. Of course you did. Somebody, did you do anything <laughs> funny? Uh, yeah, I got drunk every single night. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, did you not hear? Did you do anything <laughs> funny while drunk? Probably, but if I did, I don't remember that much of it. <laughs> oh, I did have somebody come up to me um, at the TwitchCon after party, and uh, at a TwitchCon was... after party, god damn it! <laughs> Only Twitch, Monster dude, right? Cat played and all this. It was it was interesting. Hey, they had Darude there too, right, guys? Remember that meme? That's not a meme anymore. I was going to say, uh, was that? I, that doesn't ring a bell. Yeah. Sandstorm. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Blake. Yeah. I know, I know okay. So I was getting ready to leave. We were going to head out to this other bar. Me and uh-huh. like 50 of my closest friends. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> as I was walking away to go find, uh, say bye to a few of my other friends, this girl is like, hey, you're psychoholicus. I watch you with my boy. I watch you. I watch my boyfriend watch you all the time. And oh, I'm, wow. That's weird. Uh, I was going to say. Her boyfriend was like right there. She pointed to him. And then we took a picture and she was like, you should grab my butt. And I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, what? you should not even have questioned it. You should have been like, I'm done. My, well, I mean, no, like, I went okay. in and just got mad that it wasn't a very good grab. I was like, "What? what is this? That's not <laughs> like, fair. Like, welcome to fame, dude. Give me a second chance. Hold on, hold on. Let's fix this, all right? <laughs> that was the weekend. Man. That's a pretty good story. I like it. <laughs> I would listen to it again. I, 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 the first time, I'm going to say this probably once in your entire life, Blake. I actually envy you right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should hear some of the other stories I've got. You never will, but you should. Then you'd envy Before. me. Fucking threesomes, I know it. With two dudes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was basically just the event itself wasn't that good. Uh, to be real, oh, really? Twitch did not do a very good job with the floor overall. They did some really great things. My favorite thing was that it was a convention that wasn't as packed as PAX. You oh, weren't literally God. shoulder to shoulder the entire time. That There's makes PAX. Terrible. What? There's a lot of shit to do at PAX, though. That's the nice thing. Like every. Well, there can... is, but a lot of it's like <laughs> shit that I don't care about anyway. Most of the time. Dude, hey, well, hey how many honest, butts have be you so been able bored. to grab at PAX? <laughs> uh, I played the fifth. I don't want to get in trouble here. Lisa's behind me. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> oh, honey, nothing. <laughs> Working. Boring. My penis. Talking about video games. <laughs> so, like, what kind of stuff do they have going on at the show? Well, I mean, the floor itself, so it's not packed. It was like, I've heard numbers between nine and 25,000 people were showing up. I would guess it was somewhere around 10 to 15 between all three, all two days. 
and Two days jesus like yeah what yeah. the fuck like i like blizzcon's boring after four hours like what do you do at twitchcon you like, hang out what? with all the people that you know uh, sorry we some of us can actually make friends i know yeah see like i fucking hate everybody so it's like <laughs> it just sounds terrible well you get to hang out with the people you hate too which can be nice as well there isn't there wasn't that much stuff on the floor there was a indie booth area the presented by Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Get your diet. It, it was the Taco Bell indie game Jesus. or something Are you like. Shitting me? Like, I am what? not kidding. Yeah, even <laughs> a little bit. Ridiculous. Yeah. So that was the, so stupid. That's um, worse than Dr Pepper. Oh God, MLG can go fucking kill himself. <laughs> God. The indie area. It was like there was a MOBA made for touch screens. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. Oh, yeah, I have to, actually. Attack or something like that, I don't uh-huh. remember. Most of the things there just looked kind of eh. There was this one game, like, Stained or something like that, that looked kind of cool. It was like a 2D Dark Souls, I think. Um, okay. Oh, I'll talk oh. about this one. Remind me, don't for, let me forget to talk about this. I got to play Mighty Number no. 9, but I want to get to everything else first. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, what else? Uh, there was Enter the Gungeon there. I played that for, like, an hour because it's one of the best indie games coming out in the next year. Uh, I cannot wait to get my hands on that. I Actually, one of the days I got to catch one of the devs, and I had my name tag on. And he was like, you slackaholicus? And I was like, <laughs> no, the Edge of the Gungeon devs really do know me. Holy shit. Because this was a different guy. Uh, if you guys remember, I met one of them at uh, PAX East earlier this year. And he came up to me, and he was like, oh, my God, I watch you all the time on Boiler. And uh, this guy did the same thing, and uh, they're they've got their eyes on me, kind of a thing. And I was like, this is this is pretty cool. I like this a nice. lot. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, I've heard uh, you talk. I remember you talking about that game a few times in passing. Yeah, I'm getting my hands on it for that long. It feels a lot better. Uh, long story short, like I'm not used to playing a game like that on a controller, but it felt much more natural to me this time. So I had a much easier, much better time playing it. The game is fantastic. It needs to come out to like right now. I awesome. I will play like nothing but that for a while. Uh, what else? Overall, like like there was one AAA game booth or something. There was a Guild Wars two booth. Ooh. There was um this game called Paladins, which is like a first person shooter MOBA with some leveling up stuff Ew, and you get what? cards and all this. It actually looks really cool. It seems like a pretty cool game. I didn't get to play it at all, but everyone that played it said it was really fun. Uh, and it looked pretty cool. So I don't know. I don't know anything about it except for it's called Paladins, and then there's some subtext. Let me know what you're going to be eating. So it sounds like like the event, it wasn't – like it's kind of just like another – kind of like similar to PAX, like where, yeah, it's, where it's got like developers showing off games cool. and stuff like that. Like I thought it was going to exactly. be more focused on like streamers – well, that's stuff. what I thought. That's there, what I was confused about. It is in general. Like that's part of the reason that there was much less of a developer. Okay. Uh, um, like there were tons and tons and tons of meet and greets going on there. Who was the uh, biggest okay. celebrity there? Uh, either Crip or uh, Ray from Rooster Teeth. Was PewDiePie there? Or um, Lyric? No, PewDiePie wasn't there. I don't. I was think. gonna say. Yeah. Did you see he released a mobile game? Yeah, I heard about it a little. <laughs> like that thing could be an absolute pile of shit, and people would buy. It's five dollars. It's five <laughs> fucking dollars, and there's like eighty thousand downloads after like two days. 
Do math. Do math. Uh, yeah, Pootie's making some pretty good money. Let's just put it that way. Fuck we knew that. It in. This isn't new. He's got uh, it nailed down. So, like, I was just talking about, like, I just wanted to get the dev stuff out of the way. There wasn't that much of dev presence. There weren't that many booths. Okay. Uh, for the most part, it was, like, meet and greets, uh, signings, stuff. Uh, there was a design by humans booth where a few of my friends did meetups with, uh, like, they were do- sponsored meetups, sponsored by design by humans. Um, what else? Did you see any of our old friends there? Any what? Of our old friends there? Oh, I saw, like, fucking everybody. It was mm-hmm. crazy. I got a tour of the Twitch offices, and I knew that Zach Diaz was there, so I was looking out for him. And then oh, I shit. walked in. A, actually, Conrad walked right by me. At one oh point. my god, you got to he see was there Conrad. too. I miss Conrad. Yep. Yeah, of course he's there. It's Conrad. He's everywhere. Yeah, he, uh, that's he what I said. I was like, "Hey, it's Conrad. What? The, what he, are you at doing? every event? <laughs> like, if there's two events going I'm on at once, he's at I'm both. Surprised. <laughs> well, no, like I saw him at the Twitch offices themselves, not at uh, the mm-hmm. Twitch floor. What? And then as I, I saw Zach, and then I had to walk into the next room. The tour We were doing a guided tour and all this. And uh, I walked into the next room. AJ was over there, too. Of course. Of course. I was like, what? Wait, wait, what? The, why what? Was, how why are you here? How are they they work there? at the office. Yeah, they work right yeah. there. Because uh, Gigi was in the popular. building. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? But I just didn't expect to just run right into AJ right after Zach, because AJ and uh, Conrad were just sitting there talking. For all of our listeners out there, um, these are all people that we we all, us three know each other from working with Evil Geniuses, and all these guys that I just met are people that we also know through EG as well. And uh, it yeah, was... Everybody's like, Conrad? And Conrad's a huge pussy. Who's Conrad, and who's this guy? And, da, 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 and yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was super cool to see them. I barely got to catch most of them after that. Uh... Uh, what else happened though? Um, oh man! Did you do any drugs? Not much. Um, I, I drank a lot. Uh, anything else? So, um, not really. Not anything worth mentioning. Just lots of uh, lots of hanging out. It wasn't an event that I like. I knew going into it that it wasn't an event that I was going there to experience the floor and all of these great booths and all this crap. I was going there to see like the 100 friends that I've made through Twitch. Yeah, that's why out. I go to BlizzCon. That's really like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's the whole point of going yeah. to those events. Yeah. Do you think it's you'll go back and get to see them? Um, probably because I mean, it's going to be a lot of the same next year. It's going to be a bunch if of my friends. Going. Streaming, of course. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'll still be partnered even if I stop streaming, so I can get all those sweet partner deals. Wow. Like the, Dude, you're famous. The ex- I know, I know, I'm big shit, just like the other twelve thousand. <laughs> <laughs> um, been your date for the most part. I want to for sure, uh, especially if they do a better job of uh, announcing what's going to be there. Yeah, what did they like? Kind of mess, like you said, they kind of messed up. Some they didn't stuff. really. They didn't say much of anything about what was going to be there. It, oh, we just kind of went, and it was like, all right, there's some stuff, whatever. There were other, there were two other things that they did really well um, compared to PAX. For one, the Twitch con or the Twitch booth at PAX always has carpeting, and floor one area for Twitch con was fully carpeted, which is so so much easier to walk around on. And than if you're standing on it for hours, so, yeah. you're doing- when you're standing on it for hours and hours and hours, it's yeah. it makes. Difference. For people who haven't been to an event before, imagine Costco. Like walking around Costco for eight hours. <laughs> yeah, that would have been for like 
you mm-hmm. haven't been to a big convention like that, it's just a big concrete floor at most mm-hmm. packs, and that's all you get to do the whole time. You, there's and there's no not enough chairs. There's not enough chairs for like they bring out enough chairs for ten percent of the people there. Mm-hmm. Which TwitchCon, that was the other thing I was going to mention. TwitchCon did a really good job of that. Big part of it is that it's a much smaller thing. There's not as many people. But if I ever wanted to just like turn around and have a seat, there was like a bench just sitting there waiting for me. Nice. Right. That's nice. For dad uh, Yeah. That's about it, TwitchCon. How about the how about that video game news? Battlefront. The video game news, I got I got nothing. Battlefront. Really? Yeah, I uh, I was like pulling up sort of yeah, Robert. What about Battlefront? No, go ahead, Link. Star Wars Battlefront, um VIPs got bad um access Adam. keys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't I, like, I could have had one. I actually know a guy that had a bunch of free spare keys, but I don't have the time to play it, so I didn't take a key. So you didn't get one for me and Robert. Oh, okay, just checking. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um I mean it goes in open beta tomorrow, who gives a shit? I know. <laughs> oh, let me tell it was the day restricted. Like I don't. It just seems like a waste to me. But um, came out. It looks pretty good. It looks very fun. Everybody that I've talked to uh, has had a really, really good time with it. One guy said that he doesn't know if he'll spend sixty bucks on it because he doesn't know if he'll play for more than three hours. You talking about Battlefront? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I could definitely see that. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a game that's driven by the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have heard a few complaints for it about, uh, comparing it obviously to Star Wars Battlefront 2, I believe was the one that had the, um, had the, uh, the servers go offline. And everybody loved that one. They adored it. And they compare it to that one, the new Battlefront, they compare it to that obviously. And they, they say that it feels a little too Call of Duty in comparison, which might be a thing to consider. Hmm. Okay. Um, other retro gaming news. Did you guys talk about Unsung Story at all on the last one? Of course, dude. No. We knew all about it when you weren't here. Who's eating cereal, by the way? Not cereal. He's eating fucking <laughs> stir fry. Cereal. Asian girlfriend. <laughs> I said, girlfriend, she goes, what? Unsung Story. should recognize the name. At yeah, least. I know, I know, the, I know the name, tactical. but I don't know what you're going to say about it. This was the game, this was the tactical RPG that was supposed to be like a new spiritual successor to Final Fantasy Tactics that we've talked oh, about yeah. on the podcast before. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh. it's, um, a lot of people are very, very, very upset with what they're hearing about the game because as the updates have come out, Supposedly, oh the game is re- it's retaining its focus on having a very story-driven experience, uh-huh. but a lot of the updates that they're releasing are talking about the PvP aspect of the game. PV what? Yes. <laughs> Who cares? Adding yeah, what? PvP. Why? Into- Who cares? I don't know. They think that's what they need for mobile or something. I have no idea. Oh no! Oh, no. It's God, kill themselves. Very, like, very, very troubling to hear that about the game. What? Like. Um, what? Also, it was supposed to be out by this point. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be out at this point last year, and it's still not. Still just sitting here waiting, and a lot of people are... Uh, All right, well, I gave up. I'm done. It never existed. <laughs> I didn't put up any money. Fuck that shit. Didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Yep. D- Final Fantasy 15 is my only hope. I think. Oh, my God. What, what now? Should I just get what? a shotgun loaded? Like, are we are we doing this? No, no. Yeah, I was okay. Robert. I think Robert put up fifteen. Say? 
No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't oh. think I donated to that one. All right. Uh, so yeah, un- understandably, people are pretty pissed off that it seems to be moving towards a um, PvP aspect and focus. Even though the the devs are like, no, 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 we're still making the story and it's still very important. We're just doing the PvP to test out like the uh, the class balance and everything. That's why we're talking about it so much right now. Bullshit. But the fact remains that the game uh. is uh, supposed to be out already and it's not. So shit. Wait, did you say something about Final Fantasy 15 so, and all that, or did I miss you? No, you did, and I said fifteen dollars. Oh, okay. Whew, doll hairs. <laughs> did you say dollars or doll hairs? <laughs> I, I thought one of you put money towards that Kickstarter. I could have sworn, but I guess you not. Th- I did not. You think I would do that? I yeah. You honestly because... have I ever donated money before in my life? Ever to anything? Yeah. No shit. No fuck oh, no. Man. The question, the answer is fuck no. <laughs> Look like uh, other, I guess, kind of huge news, huge video game stuff. It's not exactly retro itself, but uh, Undertale has taken the JRPG world by storm. The hell's Undertale? Is this? Uh, Undertale is a game about uh, you. There's a world where monsters and humans coexisted, and then the humans banished the monsters. There was a war, I guess, in the oh, monsters. Oh yes, underground. Okay. And this game has completely captured everybody lately yep. for like the last two weeks this is all most of my friends are talking about this is all i hear about constantly when are you going to play undertale when are you going to play it you should play undertale um it's very heavily influenced by uh earthbound which oh, okay. is the biggest that it was on my radar um a couple months back and it came out and it's it was i don't know if it still is but it was the highest rated pc game of all time what on yes. what on Metacritic, it had a 97. Undertale, you said? Life 3's 96, yes. Undertale. Yeah, and uh, the day that I read about this on uh, on Steam, it was the second highest of all time rated game on Steam. Oh, wow. <laughs> how, have we, how have I never heard so, of this? Yeah, like, I saw it on a Reddit thread. Like, I, it's definitely, it's on my wish list. I haven't bought it yet because I haven't, because I'm not going to really have a chance to play it in the near, in yeah. the near future. So you might as well leave sale or something, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But I'm definitely going to buy this because from, from, like, everything just sounds, like, overwhelmingly amazing about it's it. It's really interesting game. It was done by, I think everything in the game was done by one guy. Art, okay. assets, writing, gameplay, from what I can tell, just one dude did everything. And uh, his previous experience was an Earthbound mod. So you can definitely see that huh. there are extreme Earthbound influences on the game. Yeah, it looks yeah. sort of nin- Nintendo slash Super Nintendo-ish. Yeah, right in between that era. And uh, right basically the gameplay is, it's weird. Uh, it's crazy. You could, There are two ways to play the game. This is a small spoiler uh, you can play the game completely pacifist with not killing any enemies. And by doing that, what you have to do is you have to, like, calm them or get them to not want to fight. And then you can show them mercy and they duck out of the fight. Uh, or you can go on a big genocidal killing spree and just kill everything you fight. And that determined, that changes, like, the story of the game. I don't know what, to what depth. I haven't played it yet. I basically watched the tutorial to get an idea of the game. Um, God, what was the other thing I was going to say about it? Um, oh, and in combat, what happens, like, uh, I don't know what happens if you try to kill things, but if you're playing pacifist, you'll, like, uh, compliment a certain enemy, and then they'll do a little attack. But it's not just a normal attack, like, they don't just swing at you and decrease your HP. It opens up, like, this little box, and you are in that box, and you, you're represented by a heart. 
and you have to dodge attacks like a shooter. It's really, really weird, and I didn't know what to think of it at first, but it looks very, very unique and very interesting. Oh, yeah, it's kind of like a little mini-game when you go into the battles, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, like, so, like, you'll compliment a guy, and then he'll be like, oh, you shouldn't have, and then you'll you'll take control of your heart in the middle of this box, and you'll be dodging f- 10, f- 15, whatever, bullets uh, on a, it seems like it was about five seconds, and then it goes back to the menu. And so on and so forth. Very, very, very interesting game. Um, I really recommend it. <laughs> Just from what I've seen of it. If you like Earthbound, if you like very unique RPGs, this is right up your alley. Cool. Has there been anything That's... else big in gaming? Uh, Nothing that I've seen. The only thing I've well, seen uh, is... Since we're talking about... Like Kickstarter's being late. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're gonna tell us about Mighty Number no. Nine that you played? Ah, uh, right. Thank or, you. Do this you want to save that for the nine. end, or do you want to do oh, it now? No, no, we can do that now. We can do that now. Mighty Number no. Nine was a mighty disappointment. What? Oh, I yeah yeah. I, I got off not... the game at TwitchCon. I played it for ten, maybe fifteen minutes, and for that time, not because of difficulty, but just because <laughs> of length, I was in one stage that whole time. <laughs> what yeah how for anybody wondering that's really 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 not right for a Mega Man game by the way that is super not right um the stage was really long it had very awkward mechanics uh it it was like in between Mega Man and Mega Man X because it had a dash mechanic what platform is this for uh this is gonna be for PC and some of the consoles I don't know if it's old generation I think it's gonna be on I think it's going to be on, like, a shitload of consoles because they reach so many stretch goals. Like, even, like, even like uh, whatever the PlayStation Portable. Yeah, PSP, Vita. PSP, yeah. 3DS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's supposed to make it to a lot. That's Um, sad, man. It is. And that's not everything. Like, it it was, um, the length is one thing. Like, I can, I'm okay with a longer stage. It felt a little weird for a Mega Man game, but I could be all right with it. Uh, graphically, the dash thing, the reason this stuck out to me so much is because there was at one point a spot where you have to dash to get under the saw blade, but you have to get so close to the saw blade that it looks like it's going through your head, what? and then you can make the dash under it. So that, that threw me off really bad. Throwback to old games right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing that sucked is that in a Mega Man game, you'll shoot an enemy two, three, four, maybe five times for the most part, and then they'll be dead, except for the really big guys. And they'll be dead. In this, though, you shoot an enemy two, three, four times, and instead of dying, he gets locked up. His body is still there, but he's in, like, this weird stasis, like you've stunned him. Okay. And so you have to shoot him. It, it kind of seemed like it was twice as many times. You had to shoot him twice as many times to uh, to kill him as you did to stun him. So if you shot him two times to stun him, you had to shoot him another four times to get him out of your way. <laughs> the fuck? Which is really, really, really not cool in a Mega Man game. And that is the biggest thing that threw me off in the gameplay. It just, it didn't feel like it had the pace of a Mega Man game at all. It, like, completely missed the mark in that regard. Wow. I was really, really let down by this. I, I literally just gave up at one point because I'd been there for so long that I wanted to let somebody else play it if they wanted to, and I was just like, I'm I'm not really having fun with this. That's a real disappointment. Yeah. 
Especially yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I, I, uh, for, spoiler, I'm going to be talking about Mega Man 2 uh, on the game oh, section today. Why don't you leave your game? Well, do we want to do that? Is there any other news? Uh, I didn't uh, have anything, Robert. No, I don't think so. Just I was just going to add that. Can you, can you guys hear me okay? I just backed a little away from my mic. I'm still getting used yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear you just fine. Uh, I got a new mic, by the way. Do I sound amazing? You sound way better. Yeah, you actually do sound a lot better now that you mention it. Oh, sweet. When you okay. said that you stepped away, I was like, wait, are you sound better now that I have to focus on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it sounds great, man. Awesome. Um, uh, the, so that one is also really late, and apparently... I can't remember yeah. if it was this one or uh, Unsung Story that I was reading about recently. Like people, like people are like have been emailing them, like asking for some sort of update, and they basically said like, "Sorry, just bear with us for a little bit longer." And like that was pretty much the. That's so response. bad, dude. Like I don't understand these Kickstarters. Like it, it like think if these Kickstarters just hired some fucking college entry level social media person just to post shit, like just to post content from the game. You know what I mean? Like anything, just yeah, a screenshot yeah. or a short video, like shit. Yeah, yeah, like it's fucking crazy to me if these companies yeah. don't do that. Like you could pay me like two hundred bucks a month, and I would post a couple times a week. Like it's so stupid, and these companies don't do it, and it, it just fucking blows my mind. Like, yeah, you're right. Like all they like if they at least like responded and said, hey, like, hey, we're gonna be a little bit later than we thought, or you know, we're gonna be a lot later than we thought. Like at least like yeah. people respond to like being kept informed. Yes. If you do that, better. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that goes a long way. Just the most rudimentary of just like, sorry, we're delayed. Some stuff came up. Yeah. Is enough generally to make people go, I'm pissed, but okay. Yeah. Especially if you keep showing content to keep the hype going. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Was how were the graphics real quick? Because like in all the stuff they showed on their Kickstarter, it looked amazing yep. on the stuff they were showing. The but, graphics were a little weird. Like the thing. For the most part, it looked fine. It felt like the stages were bigger than they needed to be by a lot. Not just in length, but like in, in depth. Um, like the backgrounds, they just felt so much bigger than it really needed to be, which threw me off. I don't know if it's necessarily a problem. Art looked fine for the most part. Uh, the buzzsaw that I was talking about looked like shit because I couldn't tell where I was supposed to be. I didn't know what part was safe and what part wasn't. That was really, really poor. Um, the other thing, the game has voice acting. Guess how good it is. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, it's terrible. There is this like one like really large doctor type guy who is helping you out, and he's talking to you over your voice comm and shit. And he, the level that I was in was this level where the lights go out, and every like thirty seconds. The lights would flicker and stuff, or they'd talk about the stage and what was happening in it, and he would be like, Oh my god, okay, you ever do that again, I will go to TwitchCon and beat you up again. <laughs> I was like, not, I was not paying attention fully, I was like, kind of in my mind listening <laughs> to a song, and like, that just brought me back to reality in the worst kind of way. <laughs> it's really, really bad. I don't know if the quality is that bad across all the characters or all the stages and shit. If that particular character is better and less of a frighty cat in the rest of it or what? <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> Fuck. It was it was terrible. Well, that that was kind of what they were going for. It's like, oh, the old, the fun little frighty cat. No, it was the <laughs> voice that you did. You sounded like like uh, Ferris Bueller when he was on the phone. Frighty cat. 
<laughs> oh no, no, not for, not Ferris Bueller, but the other guy. Oh yeah, Cameron. Cameron. His friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking to the principal? Rudy. Yeah. Rudy. Uh, now you listen yeah. here, Rudy. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> anyway. oh. oh gosh. Anyways. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh the voice acting was also terrible. The art was mostly okay. <laughs> nice transition. Um what else? Uh fuck, hire me for voice acting. Jesus Christ. Um so alright, video games. For this okay. week, I've played Mega Man 2. Okay. On a scale of mighty number nine, where does it sit? <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of mighty number nine to Mega Man two, this was Mega Man two. Okay, oh, just checking. <laughs> Mega Man two will always be my favorite of the Mega Man, the original Mega Man games. A lot of people say three is better. I think the biggest thing that holds three back for me is the fact that uh, you have to refight. You just go through the same exact stages with some more spikes added basically and then they also give you uh that you fight the same robots from Mega Man 2 but now they're in it's all crazy and rah and they're in Mega Man 3 can you believe it what Mega Man 2 I can't believe it music I know I know I can't either sometimes that they would do such a stupid thing Mega Man 2 the music is amazing yes it is it controls like pretty much exactly oh, yeah. like you want a platformer to control it's not too slippery. It, the camera position is great. You get to see enough of the screen. Um, you've got your jump and you've got your shoot because you jump and shoot, man, and that's what you do. It doesn't get a lot more complicated than that. You get some sub-weapons after you kill the other robot masters, and uh, that about sums up the gameplay, really. Dr. Wally has... Uh, kidnapped the president and you got to be a bad enough dude to save him dr <laughs> dr wiley's a dick and you're dr light's creation and you have to go stop dr wiley's nefarious plans that's the plot of the game the plot doesn't matter your goal is to defeat the eight robot masters and then go into wiley's fortress go through those guys and beat up wiley and make him cry and grovel at your feet like he always does um, God, like, I don't know even, like, bad things to say about it. I think the worst thing I can say about the game is, uh, this, uh, the weakness system in this one is probably the worst in any Mega Man game. There is one weapon that is greater than every single other weapon in the entire game. And that's, um, that's Metal Blade, which you get from Metal Man. The weapon is so good that it is also Metal Man's weakness, even though you use it to kill him. <laughs> it kills his own weapon kills himself in two hits. Nice. Makes absolutely no sense at all. I think he's the only robot master in any of the Mega Man games I can think of that has that quality. He also he's the weakness of let me think here. Um you use him against Bubble Man. Use him against Flash Man. Um I feel like there's one more that I'm forgetting that he's effective against. Uh and use him, in, uh, use him against himself. So that's three guys right there that that weapon shits on. Not only that, it's also the only weapon that you can throw at an angle. You can throw it at diagonals in every direction. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And it is the only one. So it's got everything going for it, basically. 
Uh, aside from that, the weakness system in general is the worst implemented of the Mega Man series because it doesn't really work in a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, pattern, which it, it seems really sensible. That's, I feel like that's a really good way to design the game, to design the Mega Man game of you can start anywhere that you want. And then you can just proceed. If you start at this guy, you go fight this boss and then use that weakness here and that weakness here and that weakness here and so on and so forth. Here, it's like there's two different groups where it's like these three are weak against each other or something. And then uh, these guys are all weak against their stuff. It's all messed up because of the Metal Man thing. You can do patterns with it, but for the most part, it's not very well implemented in this one. That's probably the worst quality of the game. Uh, beside that, its music is killer. The platforming is really good. It's got um, uh, the instant kills, for the most part, aren't usually too cheesy, except for Heatman's uh, block section. Anybody that's played the game should probably remember the part that I'm talking about. There's a section with the classic Mega Man blocks, the disappearing blocks. Boo, boo. Popping in, popping out, and you have to figure out how to make it across this giant chasm of lava. If you mess up once, you fall in and you die. If you have, if you've beaten Airman before you do this part, all you have to do is throw down the item two and just jet across the whole thing, completely bypassing the difficulty. It's really, that's probably the only frustrating part, and it's only because there are a few points where you can't plan around, um, you can't know what's coming up. So because of that, you're just walking blind and hoping that you jump at the right time. Um, God, like, everything about this game just feels very, 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 very fun to play. Uh, feels great to play on difficult mode even, where it takes a little bit longer to kill some enemies. Uh, the robot masters are probably a little on the easy side for the most part, even without their weaknesses. But, uh, I don't know. Like it doesn't end up bothering me that much. Like it probably should, but cool. I'm trying to find a thing right now. I, I wish I like, I've played Mega Man, but I, I don't like have as much knowledge as you. So when you're talking about this, I'm like, that makes sense, but I would never think <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the picture I'm yeah, looking for? Yeah, this was the one, I don't, like, it's been a long time since I've played it, but this was the one that I played when I was younger. Like, this was the only, like, I loved it, but for some reason this was the only Mega Man game that I played growing up. Um, the the rest of them are pretty good, I gotta say. But <laughs> 2 is definitely the best one. It was actually the first one I played. Funny enough, I played 2 before I ever played 3, or played 1, I mean. So, <laughs> I remember as a kid, I was, like, making up ideas for... Mega Man bosses, like you do. And uh, I created Bomb Man. And then I went and played Mega Man 1, and I was like, hey. Not <laughs> Is bo there's a Bomb Man on Mega Man 1? Yeah, yeah. There's a Bomb Man, and I felt like... Was maybe. he as good? <laughs> was, he, was he better than yours? I, I didn't draw him. I was just like, what would be a good weapon... For a, a no, but I mean, like, no, he was not better idea. than mine. Okay. No, of course not. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Just yeah. Just wondering. I'm trying uh, to remember. Like Mega Man. No, I think Mega Man Three had 
No, I actually maybe Mega Man Three also had the thing where, um, like the sequence of fight this boss and this one, then this one, this one through all eight doesn't work. I think Mega Man Three is the other one that does it. Okay. And Mega Man Two is just weird because Metal Man. It's like go kill Metal Man and then do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've done three. That's probably the next game I'll talk about on the podcast. By the way, also I've got you guys have got to see this face. Um, this is an unedited image of Heatman's face on the character <laughs> select screen, and I just want to preface it by saying, uh, if I can, whoop, okay, here we go. Actually, I have to publish it. If it'll upload. Sorry to all the listeners out there. <laughs> you can't see this, but, uh, oh, you want me to sign in? Fuck that. Here, tell me if this works. It should work, I think. I don't know. It's taking me a second to pull it up. Uh, all right. Very tempted to go. say something else. <clears throat> <laughs> That fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Robert, dude. <laughs> you got Robert good. Oh my gosh. For anybody out there listening, just go look up Heatman's face on Google Image Search. Like, God, like. That, they should do a class for that, like, honestly, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus. I'm looking at a picture of all of, of the boss selection screen, and he is literally the only one who doesn't have angry eyes. They all of them have the exact same uh, facial expression, except for him. Well, Quickman, like a lot of them are like smirking, kind of. It looks like I remember. Yeah, Quick but Man. they're but at least but. their eyes have like the angry, like diagonal eyebrows. You know. Yeah, the, I think the bigger issue with Heatman's is that like his pupils are <clears throat> off. Like he's going cross eyed. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I yeah, mean that dude. face is nuts. Like what? The face, yeah, it's just it's all bad. But the cross-eyed part, I think, is the worst. <laughs> Fucking yeah. priceless. Like uh, I'm still looking at it. I'm just letting you know right Eyelids now. Eyelids half closed, <laughs> cross-eyed, mouth open in a perfect circle. Mouth open, just oh. <laughs> Stop! You're turning me on. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Dude. I don't know what else to say about Mega Man Two. Um, the robot magic is frustrating. The final fight against Wily, what, I actually watched somebody play this game for the first time on Twitch. This was her first Mega Man game. <laughs> That's the final Wily fight. Oh, there, okay, there are two other things I want to talk about. The other terrible aspect of the game and this oh, no. fight. She got up to this fight and Wily drops from the ceiling, the very final fight. Okay. Wily drops from the ceiling and then he turns into some weird ass alien life form. And she's just like, what the hell? Wily's an alien? How has no one ever talked about this before? <laughs> and for anybody that's played and beat the game before, you're, you know, because you probably had the exact same reaction of, like, in the future games, why is he just a normal dude again? What happened? <laughs> it's because he's not an alien, and he's just using some machine that looks like an alien for some reason. I don't know what his thought process was with this. Wily, you're the worst robot creator of all time you better it be careful dude com- they're gonna come after you stupid you can't well he out. can try i'll just find mega man mega man mega man it's oh, no dude, mighty man. number nine point eight. Oh. please uh. um so it's a really goofy last boss fight and he all he does is he moves in like a w pattern up and down uh, over to the middle down up over to the right down up 
And he just keeps repeating that over and over. And he shoots you. If you get hit, though, like, it hurts. He kills you in, I think, four, maybe five hits. He he beats your ass if he touches you at all. But he moves really slow, and it's this very, very, very easily followed pattern. So who gives a shit? <laughs> and, of course, this is where... I don't know if this happened in Mega Man 1, because I, I still haven't gone back to finish it. But in Mega Man 2, you it, it starts, or at least continues the trend of needing to use a specific weapon against the final boss to kill him. Everything else doesn't hurt him. It does zero damage. So you have to use bubble lead. I always love games like that. Yeah. It, mm, I always hated that. It's one of the few be careful, be careful uh, describing things as goofy. You oh, know yeah. how Robert gets. <laughs> <laughs> be careful. Uh, the, okay, so the other thing that I hate in the game, and I do hate this. I hate this so much. The boo beam fight. Most people probably don't know the name of it. Um, Robert, do you remember the boss that you have to use Crash against? The Crash Bombs? No, I don't remember. Oh, my God. All right, so there's a fight in the game. The only way you can damage this guy is using Crash Bombs. When you walk into the room, there's so much shit happening on the screen that the game is actually slowing down a lot. It can be very difficult to find where you are, where you're supposed to go, and all this shit. So there's that. And you've also got a... The enemies are flashing, you're flashing, the game is slowed down, you walk in, and you it, it just all goes to shit almost immediately. Um, nice. You As you start killing some of the stupid orbs, because the boss is just these orbs on a wall. They don't move anywhere, they don't do anything else, they just sit there and shoot at you. You have to go over, shoot them with the crash bombs, and kill them. And as you start to kill them, more and more of them, the game finally gets a hold of itself and it runs like it should again. Until then, it just runs like complete shit. The other thing that sucks about this fight is that you need full crash bombs to get through this fight. You have to use crash bombs to kill every single one of the uh, things on the wall. And if you don't, there's only one spot where you can conserve a crash bomb. And you have to put it in such a way that it hits the wall so that it blows up a section of wall and it blows up one of the orbs. Uh, because what you have to do, there are sections of wall that you can only blow up with crash bomb. They show you them throughout the game. So you walk into this fight, there's these sections of wall all over the place. And you have to blow up three of them, and only three of them, to be able to get through the fight. It's really shit tier design. That's pretty weird. I hate everything about that boss. And, yeah. of course, I was doing retro achievements for this, and there's an achievement for no-hitting him. <laughs> oh, and I'm just like, yeah, I was no, ask you. no, no, I'm not doing it. I don't care. <laughs> I tried against it. I tried it, like, two times, I think. And uh, I just said, no, nope, no, nope, screw it, I'm done. I give up. You can win. You that win, video. Sounds too fun. Yeah. Aside from that, Mega Man 2 uh, will probably always be my favorite of the Mega Man games. Uh, I just love the feel of it. I really can't, I kind of can't wait to get around to Mega Man 3 because I want to compare the two because everyone always says Mega Man 3 is great, it's better than 2. And then there's the group of people that say, no, 2 is better. So I want to go into 3 with 2 still really fresh in my mind and see how I feel this time around. Awesome. You get to see Mega Man's hair in this one. Yeah, he takes off his helmet at the end. That's true. That happens. Oh, I thought it was the title screen. Oh, yeah, he um, he has it off at the title screen, and then he puts it on when you select your difficulty. That also yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Jay? So for this week, I actually played a game that I uh, wanted to play when I was younger. I saw... I, I've actually never seen anybody play this game before. I've heard of it, and a lot of people have recommended it for me. Um, it's called Vagrant Story. 
And I'm sure Blake oh, knows the title. Oh, yeah. even yeah. I know about that one. I, I know of it. I mean, like I said I know of it. I've never watched somebody actually play it. It like, actually took oh, me a very long even time. Even I have to play played too. that one. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, it is the game style that you and I would both like. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like tactics, but kind of action RPG. It's a square yeah, shot game. It's, it's, it's like an evolution of the Parasite Eve system. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. That's why I wanted to play it because I was reading people like, oh yeah, it's like Parasite Eve, and I was a huge fan of Parasite Eve when I was younger. Yeah. I'll actually hey, what year did this come out? What year? Uh, this? Oh, I was saying I haven't started talking about it yet, but. Uh, let me see. <laughs> uh, you haven't started talking about it yet. Well, I mean, I haven't gone in depth, you poontang. It came out in 2000. Here, in May. Yeah, there we go. Uh, apparently, they re PlayStation, right? Yeah, PS1. Apparently, yes. they re released it for PSN uh, in 09 and 11 here. Yeah. 11. yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. Um, but yeah, so this is a Soft game. Uh, obviously, you know, very big franchise that we always talk about. Uh, but uh, this game's. A little bit different, especially for the time. Like this is right around the time where they were still do- going with the Final Fantasy series, like the regular RPG style. Uh, they were still going really strong with it, and then this kind of came out. And I, I don't, I think people kind of swept it under the rug because they were so focused on the actual, the main franchise, if you will. And so this game, it's really bizarre because the main character's name is Ashley, and it's a boy, and it looks kind of like Which a girl. Isn't unheard of. Yeah, but the weird thing is you kind of look like a girl because you have this hairstyle that kind of looks like bunny ears. <laughs> and you might be shirtless, but you might just have a white shirt on. Like it's, and not, all, it's not all bunnies are girls either. This is Yeah, this is the PSX era where graphics were still getting into 3D. They yeah, hadn't it, 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 I'll be honest. The entire game has this brown hue to it, which is kind of awkward. But for the time, I'm, I can imagine it being completely fine. They weren't bad, and the cutscenes weren't bad. Um, there's, there's no voice acting, obviously. It's all chat bubbles. Um, but the actual game, it, I, I, the thing that I really liked about it is one, you could skip cutscenes even if it's your first time playing through. Fucking fantastic. I was really appreciative of that because, to be mm. honest, I read the synopsis of the story and people said the early, on, the early on it starts really slow, so I was able to skip a lot of these longer, boring kind of cutscenes. But you jump right into the first dungeon immediately. Like within like five minutes of putting the disc, or in my case, booting it onto my computer. Uh, and so how the game works is it's kind of like a dungeon crawler, but it's 3D. So it's kind of picture Chocobo Dungeon, but 3D. And so you Probably jump... more people have played this than Chocobo Dungeon. You think so? All right. Uh, well, I don't know what to compare it to. I mean, it, it, it has I don't know. Same... It's a, I'm guessing. Okay, anyways, it, it's the Maybe same not. grid style as Final Fantasy Tactics. So there's squares, obviously, everywhere. Um, you don't move on the squares. Like, you're not limited to them like you are in Final Fantasy Tactics. But it's kind of the same design where there's uh, height levels, and you can use the height to your advantage, and you can get screwed because of it. Which and you're just one com- guy, right? You are one guy at the beginning, yes. And so uh, the combat <laughs> style is kind of weird. It's very spammy, kind of turn-based. So... A fight starts, right, and let's say you're using a melee weapon, so you start up a sword. If a mob comes in range, you can spam, you press, I think it's, I believe it's X, um, and it, it opens up this, this green kind of bubble around your character, and it shows your character's range for an attack, right? If he's out of range, you just kind of sit there like a dumbass, and then you close it, and then you can open it back up. And you can do this on limited time, so you can kind of spam it. I'm doing this with my hands, so there's a spamming noise, but you can kind of <laughs> spam it till they get in range. So that you can get the first strike. So you sit there and spam, spam. You like, you like, kind of let it leave a second in between, so the mob gets closer and closer and closer. And then it's in range. Okay. So you target it, you attack it, your character hits it, and then you can fucking run away for a second and then go hit it, or you can sit there and spam it and, and hit it repeatedly. And then the, yeah, the mob will like, hit you every so often. 
there's um there's incentive to not just spam the shit out of attacking one thing because yeah uh, if there wasn't this system in place like i don't know that there'd be a reason to stop attacking it's been a while since i played through the game so i don't remember it all depends the what you're using early on just spamming is the smartest thing to do like there's honestly no point but when you're using yeah. a bow or you're fighting a mob that has a slow attack speed you can kind of kite them you you're, you can jump uh, in the game and jumping has no limits so you can literally put, uh, but one thing that's nice is when you draw your weapon you, you can draw and sheath your weapon so when your weapon's drawn you can't climb anything, and your jumping is very limited. But when you're up in sheath, you have much more, uh, uh, whatever. You have more ability to, <laughs> to move around and stuff. So you sheath your weapon, you can jump up on objects, you can climb, you can jump gaps, you can get to areas where I honestly didn't think you could get to, which was kind of cool. It was nice. It's, it's a little bit exploring. Uh, the dungeons yeah. are very limited, and they're very linear early on. I don't know if they expand and get more options to them. I didn't get super far into it. Uh, okay, I, but, I don't want to spoil too much then. Okay. Yeah. I mean, do they get more open? I mean, can you tell me that much? Or well, open? there's it's Metroidvania esque in that you get more keys that open up a lot more dungeons. Oh, okay. See, I got a couple keys, and I did kind of yeah. progress into those. Okay. It, so it, it, it's, not, it's oh, kind of weak in that regard. It's it's, it's, not it's still limited. Right? It's not yeah. like you're getting the the morph ball or something and opening up all sorts yeah. of shit. It's just a key that'll uh, open a up a door, work, yeah. open up shortcuts. It's actually. I think one of the cooler things about the game, and uh, I actually wanted to, before all right, before I get into that, uh, the thing that makes it so you don't want to attack a lot is the risk system. Yes. So can you explain? Because I first. didn't fully understand it. Um, uh, like I said, it's been a while, but as you build up risk, which using abilities, certain abilities uh, accumulate more risk, and yeah. when you stay in melee range or in attack range, rather, you, you accumulate risk. Uh, more and more. I didn't fully understand. I obviously understood that it's not a good thing to obtain, and I, I believe you get hit more frequently. That was the only thing that I understood. Let me see. I think it makes you take more damage or something. You, you'll have to double check it Here, somewhere. Uh, let me see. Oh, a risk points <laughs> affect uh, the uh, the character's uh, uh, concentration. The longer at, um, the main character attacks the target, the more his risk, risk points accumulate, lowering his accuracy and defenses. Okay, yeah, chain and defensive okay, abilities yeah. increase risk faster. Yeah, so I, I knew the thing about the chaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, the advantage, however, is the higher chances for the player to score critical hits and restore higher HP. So it's a risk reward system. Dustin. Exactly. So if you chain, you become more vulnerable. Mobs will hit you harder. You will miss more often, which makes a lot of sense because I didn't I didn't notice the missing thing, but I did notice I was taking substantial more substantially more damage. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, but yeah, so the game is, I, I thought it was a dungeon crawler and I was very excited. I thought the maps were going to be completely randomized and I was really excited because it's kind of <laughs> like Chocobo Dungeon, right? Yeah. Chocobo Dungeon is a fantastic fucking game. So I was really excited. And then I, I played the first dungeon and I got to the boss and he killed me and I started again <laughs> and I did the same fucking dungeon. I was like, Oh, okay. So this game's very repetitive. Um, so what Blake was talking about with the, the keys is essentially you'll be walking along and you get to a door and he'll be like, Oh, I don't have this key. And you're like, where the fuck am I supposed to get that? So you just kind of move on, but you kind of put a mental note in your head, and then you kill the boss, and it's like, oh, you got the key. It's like, okay, so if I didn't remember where that door was, or if I didn't identify that it that was a, a door... It gets a lot harder later. Yeah, see, like... and so Because the you'll things, be finding, like, four or five doors, one after another, that you don't have a key for yet, and you're just supposed to remember where all of those are. Yeah, see, I, I got that feeling, and, like, people said this is a very, very puzzle-oriented game, and I felt like the actual puzzle aspect of it wasn't really complex. And it least, gets a lot better as it goes. Does well, it, okay, it gets better. Yeah. Does it get it, better or does it get <laughs> stupid? Like that's what I'm nervous about. 
Um, I think it gets better. I remember okay. some of the puzzles being somewhat interesting, at least. I, I like so. So one of the cool things is there is destructible objects in the map when you're fighting, and you can actually target them over targeting enemies, and they they can give you a slight advantage. So there's one room in particular where I was using a crossbow, and I shot these boxes low enough because they were stacked up to I think three or four. I shot them low enough to two. I sheathed my weapon. I jumped on top of the crates, and then I jumped on top of a wall, and I sat on that wall and killed the mob. And it was pretty cool. It was like, okay, well, I just, you know, basically fisted this guy, and, and there's nothing he can do about it. Uh, similar, there's one of the mechanics that I love about Final Fantasy Tactics that they did implement in this is the LOS system. So if you are on top of an object and you are using a crossbow, if your character cannot see the mob visually, you will not hit the mob. It will miss every single time. You'll be hitting the object that's in the way. Which is really cool because that's something that I always loved about Final Fantasy Tactics because you know you kind of had a, it's another strategic. It rewards element. a degree of strategic play that you don't exactly. See. So I didn't get super far into the abilities and into the chaining. Um, do you obtain more characters, Blake? No, no. Okay, I didn't you just play so. Ashley the whole game. Though. Okay, yeah, I, I knew you just played as Ashley, but I wasn't sure if you got more characters <laughs> that kind of followed you around and maybe you could command them or something. No, no. Uh, no. Okay. And then, so the chaining obviously reduces your risk, which we were talking about before as the combat element. Uh, the music was okay. It wasn't anything super notable. I, was, I wasn't I was disappointed with it, but I wasn't like, you know. I feel like the music would grow on you after a while. Okay. It's, like, pretty, honestly, it's overall simplistic. It's very atmospheric. It just works itself. It, it kind of has to be, right, for, for yeah, that type yeah. of game. I mean, otherwise it just wouldn't make sense. But, um but yeah, like, you know, just this music was was okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe we'll grow on me a little bit. Uh, the puzzle element, at least from what I've been, has been very simplistic. Nothing too too difficult. Uh, but it sounds like, from what you're saying, it does actually get better and more complex. I yeah, guess. I remember there being some much better puzzles later on. That, aside from just push this box to here. Yeah, Congratulations. yeah, exactly. Push this box. Oh, you did it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, it's very <laughs> Ocarina of Time Deku tree that early on. Okay. Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing, as the, as the game goes on, get prepared for getting overwhelmed with the weapon system. Yeah, the so the okay, the one <laughs> I, I forgot to mention. So this really bothered me actually. So when you go into the character screen, it is a slow motherfucker. So you open the character screen, and let's say you want to equip items. Oh yeah. Every time you want to change weapons, you get this because the dude you're playing as, he's there, and it has to show him. Draw the weapon. So let's say you put on a sword. He's like, oh, I gotta pull this out of my fucking pants. Oh, I gotta pull this shield out. I gotta... And it takes like five seconds every time. And it's like, oh. all right, I'm just looking through my inventory. I just want to know what's good, bad. <laughs> it's like every time you get punished for it, and it, uh, that that drove me nuts. And then the other thing that was really annoying to me, and this is why I actually died the first time, I couldn't figure out how to use potions for like mm. the first little while. You have to. There's actually a separate menu that you can open up during combat, kind of like uh, Kingdom Hearts. In a way, like you yeah. had that side combat menu, and then you had your main menu, and I was like, uh, okay, like I was, I was really confused by that because I kept looting potions, but I couldn't use them, and I'm like, okay, like I, I guess, like that's a thing. <laughs> that's pretty weird. I mean, all right, it, it's a pretty fun game. I, I wish that I would have played it at the time. I think I would have appreciated it a lot more. Uh, oh, yeah. I will continue to play it for sure. The boss fight, at least the first boss, was really fucking boring. Like it was just a hack and slash, and then use potions when you're low enough, kind of thing. I didn't see any mechanics in the room that I could use to benefit. I, the boss had the most retarded range, too. He, he'd he hit me from, like, a screen away, and he, all he was wielding was a two-hand mace. Like, I was really confused the first time, but it, it's whatever. But, yeah. Um, the it, thing... 
Well, uh, so the the long load time is terrible. Yeah, yeah that it, was- it, it gets in the way a lot, especially because later on in the game, what you're trying to do is you're making weapons. Like you'll get to a point where you're cra- you you craft your own weapons in your own armor the whole game. Okay. And for your weapons, you want to try and have weapon uh, like things that are effective against certain types. So you'll have like oh, a spear okay. that'll be effective against dragons or whatever. Sure. And you'll have a great sword that's really good against humans and also really good against uh, animated like undead or something like that. Okay. And uh, like it gets really really in-depth with that and it's fun but it's also frustrating because of some of the load times and shit yeah see uh, like i already i was already feeling that kind of like uh but yeah it, it's it's the biggest reason that i don't take a bigger advantage of the weakness system of the game of like oh i've got <laughs> this much time <laughs> yeah it's like i don't want to sit here for 10 seconds while the menu loads <laughs> isn't isn't this uh doesn't you might have already said this, but doesn't this take place in the Final Fantasy universe? No, it's it takes some... place in Ivelisse. It takes place in the same place. Is it? As I read Act. it was something else. Let me see. Hold on. Well, that's no, Final Fantasy. Uh, hold on. It's it, well. Let me see. It's I, a you specific right. thing. It it is. Yeah, it, but it it's is. the okay. I don't remember. Trust me. Oh, trust you're right. It is. It, it is. It you're is. right. Okay, I just googled it. Yeah. So it is in the Final Fantasy universe. <sighs> It's not the Final Fantasy universe. That doesn't that a whole bunch of things. None of the Final Fantasies are connected except for Tactics Twelve. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So the Final Fantasy Tactics universe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. Right. 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 You'll understand it more later, Jay. It doesn't have any connections early on, but uh, I think if you manage to beat the game, like the ending sequence is just, "Hey, look, Final Fantasy Tactics references." Really? Oh man, that's kind of exciting. Actually, that's funny. That's pretty funny, actually. I think there's a few hints along the way, a few subtle things, but at the end, it's just like, nope, just go in. It's just, it, this is tactics, same world. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Do you get to it's play a really Sora? fun game. It gets very, very Sora? in-depth later. It's also got, it's uh, it's got a new game plus as well, actually. I saw that. I, that was actually one of the main, yeah. I was like, the, the two reasons I want to play it was because of that, and what was the other thing I said before? <laughs> the uh, Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve, yeah. The, like, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, New Game Plus. Oh, Parasite Eve. All right, downloading. Let's do this. Awesome. Yeah, I liked the, I had the game uh, when it came out, and I, re- I liked it, but, like, I didn't get very far, I don't think. I got to, like, a point where I was stuck and then kind of lost interest, but I remember <laughs> having fun with you it. You couldn't figure out which key you, which door you had right? the key for. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, make use of the map in game. The map can I be don't, really. By helpful. the way, the map is really cool. It's really in depth. Yeah. It's actually it's a three D <laughs> mini map, and it actually gives you like it, it identifies different levels and what what's on the map, and it's like it's actually a pretty solid working map, and it's it's I was really impressed with it. <laughs> it's one of the better three D maps I've used, and it's one of the earliest that I can think of. Yeah, that's, I think that I spent a lot of time on that. <laughs> it's a little clunky sometimes. It can be difficult to actually zoom into the spot that you want to be looking at when there are a lot of levels and there are a lot of big levels and all this. But for mm-hmm. the most part, it's very very functioning. Yeah, pretty awesome. Come on, Wilson. <laughs> Robert, what did you play? I played Bing, Another World. Uh, hey. this came out in, yeah, this came out in 91. Uh, I didn't know this, but it was originally released on the Amiga and the Atari ST. I always thought that it was a Sega Genesis game, mostly just because I played, uh, Flashback on Sega Genesis, uh, 
God, uh, yeah. Flashback was like the successor to this. <clears throat> but not even Flashback actually originally... Like, Flashback came out on like a million consoles, and I always thought it was like just a Genesis game. I think Flashback actually also like came out on Amiga and Atari ST first, and then hit like every single other platform in the world. But... So yeah, you you played this one, Blake? No, but I've uh, I've I know of it. I've watched people play it. Okay, so uh, so it's a pretty famous game, uh, mostly for uh, the graphics. So back for 1991, it had this really cool sort of like uh, polygonal sort of graphic style. It's really hard to describe. I don't really have a good way to describe it. But um, just like yeah, look at some screenshots. Kind of like, I, I guess, like a lot of the pixel art we see nowadays it, for games. See, to me, it's, it's not so much like that. It, it kind of, I don't know. It's really hard to explain. Just yeah, it's it's look a weird art style. Yeah. yeah, it's a really weird art style, but it looks really good. Um, it had pretty cool cinematics for the time, also, and uh. The story was was pretty okay for the time. It wasn't really anything special, but it was kind of cool. You are um, uh, some guy who basically gets caught in this experiment that went wrong, and you ended and you end up on an alien planet. Can you and say experiment it, again? Experiment. Pronounce <laughs> <laughs> it with a long e. You weirdo. Experiment. Who? What do you? How do you say, Jay? Experiment. What, experiment. what about Jay? You say experiment. Experiment go. Yeah, experiment go. You guys are weird. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just like, what? You're one of how those you, guys. How do you, okay, how do you say the wax, the colored wax things that you color with? Crayons. Crayons? Wait, 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 wait. Blake? Crayons. Crayons? Jay. Say it again, Jay. Crayons? I say, I say crayons. So? Yeah. yeah so. Like, my wife always... <laughs> like a fucking cookie? It's like, crayons? You mean crayons? And I'm like, here, it's, it's a crayon. You know some guy tried to tell me that, that mana can be uh, should be pronounced mana or mana? Like, he was trying to tell me that mana. one was right. Yeah, he was trying to tell me one was right because of some bullshit. Like, I could not believe how, like, ridiculously <laughs> in-depth his explanation was. It made me giggle so hard. That's good. So this experiment went wrong. <laughs> This and guy over here. <laughs> you end up on a on an alien planet, and of course everything's hostile. Uh, the um okay, so along with the graphics being really cool, the animation is really really good. That's kind of like one of the main like standout things about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a so 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 it's a side scrolling like action adventure game. It's not it's not really really a platformer. And it's not really just a straight up action game either. Uh, I, I would call it action adventure. Um, and like the running and the jumping and like the shooting and like any, any action your guy does, like the animation is very, very fluid. And that's the main thing that, that was like the first thing that stood out to me when I played Flashback, which again, Flashback was like the successor to this. It's, it's not a sequel. But it's a similar styled game, and the graphics and the animation are all the same. Um, it came out a year after this one. That was what I remembered the most about that game as well. Uh, but it turns out that uh, 
the gameplay kind of sucks, at least in my opinion. <laughs> uh, so like wow. it pretty much it pretty much comes down to like you having to figure out like one like the one correct action to do whenever like a bad guy comes on screen or like whenever there's like an obstacle of some sort. Uh, and if you like mess up, then like if you get shot, then you're dead in one shot. Or if you mess up like jumping over something, of course, like you you fall and you're dead. So like any any mess up you do kills you instantly. And there's typically, in most cases, there's, like, pretty much one way to get out of any given situation. So, like, a guy, so, that like, you might walk onto one screen, and then, like, a guy comes out and starts shooting at you. And you have to just duck below the first bullet and shoot him. Or the first, like, laser shot and shoot him. And if you don't... Yeah, there's, like, a exact... sequence that you have to do for yeah, each yeah. different section. And it's not totally consistent. Right, exactly. The first thing that happens is, like, this sort of like, really animalistic type aliens start chasing you. And I don't remember, but you have to, like, run away and jump over this one thing at exactly the right point and, like, run two screens over and, like, do this one particular action. I think you, I feel like you, like, jump and swing on something and then go back the opposite direction. But it's like, you have to do that exact sequence of events to get past this bad guy. There's, there's, there's no... Like, you, you do directly control them. It, the gameplay reminds me a lot of uh, Dragon's Lair, which I also don't like. Um, oh, yeah. Because yeah. in Dragon's Lair, it's all, okay, you press this button at this exact second, and you get past this part of the game. Um, this one, you at least do control your guy directly. But, like Blake said, like there's one way to get past this bad guy, and you got to do it this way. Then you get to another bad guy. There's one way to get past him. You got to do that the right way. And then there's little parts where like, uh, like that, that are a little bit more like puzzle like. It's not like necessarily bad guys, but trying to figure out how to like get a door open or get past some wall or whatever. And like, there's this one part where you fall into this little hole and you're in sort of like a little system, kind of like pipes. It's, it's like little like, Holes dug out of the ground, sort of like pipes. They're not actual physical pipes there, but it's like big long holes as if there were pipes there. And you're, your guy is rolling around sideways, uh, left or right on the screen to like roll through these little, this little carved out area of the ground. And you, and you can go left or right and like maybe there's a drop on each side. And if you go to the right side, then you fall into spikes and die. And then if you go to the left side, then you have, like, a couple other options. So you have to go through it, like, ten times before you figure out, like, the exact right path to go through without just, like, randomly falling onto spikes or something and dying. So that gets... Uh, stuff like that gets a little bit old, too. Uh, that I mean, that's really all I have to say about it. It's also, like... It's funny, the Dragon's Lair similarities, because Dragon's Lair is also known for being a very good-looking game. Uh, yeah, this really is too. It's a very different style from Dragon's Lair, but they're, <laughs> but, they're but they're both known for being like you know like having awesome animation, looking really great. But the gameplay is just really lacking. It's it's not like it doesn't challenge you in like oh you got to make sure like you can dodge this stuff just right it, like like a Mega Man game or like any other sort of like side scrolling action game. It's not challenging in the sense that. You got to dodge the bad guys and, and, and shoot them when you can and, like, you know, jump on them or whatever. It's like, okay, figure out what you're supposed to do against this bad guy. Do it again, do it exactly right and then go to the next screen. 
which uh, isn't really isn't really fun to me. That's that's all I got. So if you that's were for this from Mega Man two to Mighty Mighty Number no. Nine, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> Is that that's our new I meter? Guess, I guess it would be closer to Mighty Number no. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, cold blooded. Yeah. I mean, I can see how it was really good for the time and really fun for the time, uh, but um, it's not. It does. It does not hold up. I uh, I think a lot of the old action adventure or the adventure games like that one they they didn't age the best because it's a lot of stuff like oh you you have a fifty fifty chance of getting yourself killed oh you chose wrong <laughs> yeah it's just not very fun gameplay generally of literally a coin flip and then oh okay I like coin flip. now I go back and I just don't go in that direction again that was real hard <laughs> yeah. I'm really interested. I'd, I'd, I'd really like to go back and play Flashback at some point because I don't remember Flashback having that problem, though very well may have. Um, no. I, I really had a lot of. I really, really liked Flashback when I played it back in the day. You could play the Flashback remake. D- is there one of those? Yeah, it came out on, I think, 360 and PS3, and it was apparently a complete wreck. <laughs> Oh wait! Oh so yeah, I didn't hear about that. I didn't. I didn't. I saw that somewhere, and I didn't really look into it. I didn't know if it was a remake or just a game with the same name. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be a remake. Um, yes, it's uh, it's a remake. It's not a sequel. It's a, from what I know, it's the same story as the first game, same events. It's huh. weird. Just executed terribly. Okay. Well, I'll keep in mind. I'll keep that in mind. I'll try to steer clear of that. I guess. You, uh, anything else or you want to go to top threes? Um, what's our top three? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we get some sick intro? Anybody want to do some, like, come on. Some nope. Alright, I'm really top three. right now. That was really good. Uh, top three. Okay, so we're doing top three franchise genre mashups. Just ridiculous or awesome or crazy ideas for mixing up uh, some type of game and putting it in a different type of uh, game genre, such as a, a Sonic the Hedgehog RPG or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me more. Wait, wait. Tell me more. I'll just give it That's all I got. <laughs> that's, that's my description. That's wow, it. That was yeah. good, Huh? Blake, do you need a minute? Um, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm fucking around. Oh, I thought, no, I'm sorry. I I thought, no, he's just joking, guys. (laughs) Everybody calm down. Sorry, everybody. Relax. Relax. (laughs) Who wants to go first? Apparently you do, because you talked. Blake and I are both touching our noses right now. (laughs) I was actually shifting something else. It's not important, though. Okay. I'll go first then. Um, so this one isn't that good, but I thought it'd be kind of interesting. So have you ever played like one of those, like any sports manager type game? Yeah. Like where you don't c- control the guys on the field so much, but it's about like making sure you hire the right, like draft the right guys. Oh no, right I was thinking the wrong thing. Never mind. No. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, how about a, uh, a, an F zero management game? Explain more. Huh? Explain more. 
I don't know. That's about all. <laughs> that's okay. about as far as my thought process went. So like, right. so like you're, so you're like, <laughs> so how about you're like the owner of like an F-Zero uh, car, but you're not like the race car driver, but you're like the guy who sponsors it and owns it and shit. And, uh, and you have to like, re- and you have to like, uh, outfit the best car and then recruit the best, uh, car driver and then like try to get sponsors and stuff like that. Maybe. Okay. What do you think? That'd be interesting. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't think this to too far. I kind of thought like, no, it's fine. Dude, I'm not, I'm not over here cool. making fun of you like publicly. F zero is <laughs> also cool. I will put those together. <laughs> Like, would you cool. play it? Uh, no, I don't like a lot of the sim type <laughs> games. So, no. Oh, you don't like those? No. What if I paid you to play it on stream? Okay, how much? <laughs> ten dollars. Ten, 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 ten dollars? No, no. Ten no. doll hairs? Wait, I heard doll no. hairs. What? <laughs> Definitely what not. The sequel? What about the sequel? <laughs> what about the DLC? How about the sequel to that ten dollars? Called the Hundo. <laughs> the Hundo. The the E Hundo. Oh, for fuck's sake, get out. <laughs> what? what? Anyway, Jay. Let's go with. Uh, my number three is. Uh, let's see which one. I'll do this one first. So I actually wanted this as a. I actually thought about this for a while. And Robert, you actually made me think of it when we talked about this earlier. So do you guys remember when StarCraft Ghost was really hyped? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I always, they had like the big thing with like the countdown and all that. Yeah, exactly. So there used to be a map in StarCraft that uh, it was like a custom game that somebody made where one person would focus on macroing while the other person did micro, and they actually uh, made it a real thing. Now it's called Archon mode. And uh, but even more in depth, I, I wish. So basically, you know, one person would focus on the macro elements, they would <laughs> control cool. the bases, and then the other person would micro all the units, right? But even more so, it'd be really cool if they had a style where somebody would macro, right? So there's two people playing each other, and if you wanted to play as the units, then you would get into queue. So you'd, you'd go into a lobby and queue up, and then anytime somebody makes a unit like a marine or a siege tank or a firebat or a zergling or whatever, you would control that unit. So you basically sit in a lobby, and then every time you die, you could rejoin the lobby to queue up for the next unit. If there was, and if it was <laughs> available, then um, the AI could control it, or the person who is playing the actual race could control it. And I wished for the longest time that Blizzard did something like that. Like, how sick would it be? You're like, I want to queue up as a siege tank. And then you get in there, you're like, fuck yeah. You're just like a fucking siege tank just sitting there. Or even a marine. Like, imagine if you had, like, a really good marine on your team that was just, like, incredibly good at FPSs and shit on, like, you know, 15 marines on his own. or just kind They of did that. Their- it's uh, Heroes of the Storm. Oh, please kill yourself. <laughs> Get it over with. Yeah. Maybe, that'd be cool. It'd be alright. It'd be really cool. Kill yourself, Robert. Uh, Blake? Well, Ow, I just this one's a pretty obvious one. Here. Uh-huh. Good work, nerd. Uh, this one's a pretty obvious one. Uh, I'm surprised more hasn't been done with this yet. Uh-huh. Mega Man first-person shooter. Oh, yeah. I always wondered about that. <laughs> Like, it's such an obvious direction to try and go with the character. It would play very similar to, like, a blend of Mega Man Legends, which is a fantastic game, and um, Metroid Prime. Yeah, I was thinking, I was literally picturing Metroid Prime. That's literally what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's got the Buster Cannon, you got your arm cannon right there. It's a pretty obvious correlation, and I mean, it just works. It's perfect. 
How Capcom has never looked into that is beyond oh, great. me. Like, now now they they're going to ruin the franchise even further. I know. Well, like they already haven't. Okay. Come on. <laughs> it would be great because that you could go around. You're different. Like you could collect quote guns from the other robot masters, and it'd be great. Mm-hmm. I want that so bad. That'd be cool. Not as good just, as F Zero Manager. Kill yourself, Blake. I'm looking at a list of people's top favorite games, and on average, these people vote Chrono Cross above Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, get out! Mm-hmm. God, Cross? about the only great thing that Chrono Cross has going for it is the music. I'm just it's saying. The name. It's the name Chrono. Well, <laughs> Chrono yeah. Cross. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Trigger. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you had taste. What happened? Yeah. All right, Robert. Keep us going. All right, number two. What if they made a Super Mario RPG? What? Get out. <laughs> Are you, okay, moving seriously. What's your real, real number two? Number two. Um, okay, a strategy RPG like uh, like Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But you're controlling the bad guys from the Metal Gear Solid series. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you take just the like, fact I'm... that you are just completely dead silent. <laughs> I, can't I, I was trying, no, I was trying to picture it because like you're taking one of the best games of all time and mashing it with a pile of shit, and you're like, ah, I, I don't know if it would on average like you know you take a ten and a zero, that's a five on average, but and even that would be reaching. what if you got to control like Psycho Manus and the end. You use these words uh, who cares who else? that I'm supposed to understand, but I don't think I do. And you're, like, doing it in a strategy RPG style. And they got their own oh, abilities. Like style. If you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> oh and Ocelot, of course. Liquid. Wow. This this is interesting. That would be awesome. I, no, I was actually reading something. Sorry, I drifted. Up, um, you should pick up Operation Darkness. That's kind of what that is. Okay. It's a World War II strategy RPG. You play as a special unit where your your group all can like do crazy shit like turn into werewolves. Whoa, that's awesome. What's it called? Operation Darkness. It's an alright game. Um it's not the best. I've never beaten it. I've put I've put a few hours time into it. It's a moderately okay ish game. <laughs> <laughs> the concept itself is really, really cool, but the execution just is like, mm, it's okay. Great. Yeah. So that's why they need to do this. Get the they. Oh my God. There's been one practice shot. Jay, number two. On. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, so my number two is it, it's a couple different games, but um, I would like if they took a lot of RTSs that I was a huge fan of as a kid and made them made a side project that was an RPG. And two specific ones that come to mind for me are Populous, which is a game where you... I've talked about this game before. It's one of my favorite RTSs as a kid. Uh, you play as a shaman and you have abilities and you control an army, but it would be really cool if they made it into an RPG where uh, you do the similar kind of things, but obviously from an RP, RPG perspective. And then the second one is the Command and Conquer or Red Alert series. I think that kind of lines up with like uh, Call of Duty kind of style, but with mm. the units that were in red alert and command and conquer more specifically i think it'd be really cool to do to do stuff like that kind of like the starcraft thing but not really like kind of i actually think a lot of the old um strategy genre type games would work pretty cool as strategy rpgs 
I'm saying that leave that franchise or leave that that element alone, but like like as a side project, it'd be kind of fun to do. Like just to, well, yeah, 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 like a StarCraft strategy RPG, where yeah, like I mean, you're moving Rainer forward five squares, and then using burst shot. I actually on, didn't think about that. So I wasn't thinking turn based. I was thinking more. Well, no, like, I know you weren't, but then yeah, like when you were describing, kind of, is like that feels like a really natural transition. Yeah, as opposed to just completely action oriented. That's actually not a bad yeah. idea. I like that. You think that All would right. be a better? Oh my god, than Robert! Metal stop! Gear? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, Robert. Dude, Metal Gear already play? has strategy RPGs. You're you're acting like it doesn't with um like uh, Peace Walker, etc. The portable uh, games are pretty uh, strategy. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Except you're just saying that, but with the villains, and that doesn't it's, it doesn't count. But the villains Sorry. are neat. Yeah, I don't. That's not the goal of this top three. My number two, <laughs> actually, as I was sitting here thinking about this, I got another idea for the same um, game. But I'm gonna go with my first answer for now, and then mention the other one afterwards. During my playthrough of Kirby Superstar Saga, I got back to this part in the uh, Great Cave Offensive, where the game essentially turns into a very, very <laughs> goofy RPG. You cut, you fight a dragon. It's quote turn based. There's Wizard and all this stuff. I would really like to see a Kirby RPG game. And it's basically entirely influenced by that little moment right there. That's interesting. I think it could be really cool. I don't know how exactly how it would work with Kirby, whether he would get like upgrades to different forms, if you would absorb powers from enemies sometimes and get them as like permanent abilities and then you could transform into them, kind of like um, Gao in FF6 using Rage or how that would work, or what your party members would be or anything. But I think it would be a really cool idea, and it's just because of that one moment in the Great Cave Offensive. The other thing I would actually think would work really interestingly with in a Kirby game is a puzzle game. I think the suck mechanics could be kind of awesome for a little puzzle. Like a Tetris? Something like a long Tetris? Or well, are you more like... Portal a lot style. of block pushing puzzles, some uh, some platforming involved, stuff like that. And the breathe mechanic would be cool for puzzles. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. All right, All right. Roberto, moving forward. Uh, okay, so this one we've actually kind of mentioned this idea before, but like I couldn't think of anything better than it, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna go with this one. A uh, <clears throat> classic point and click adventure game. I was hoping you'd do one of these. Go ahead. With using Star Wars. Okay. I, 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 was, that, I, think... I, I was sad you didn't do more point-and-click concepts, but I think that's pretty Yeah, cool. I was actually surprised about that. I tried thinking of some, but I couldn't really come up with any other good ideas. Like, I couldn't yeah. really think of much like that's like a like an already established genre that I think would do particularly well in the point-and-click style. I think that well, would. Uh, that franchise already holds on its own. Yeah, Star Wars would have been amazing, oh, yeah. especially mm-hmm. like in the old style. Like I can just imagine like what the game would have looked like. It would have been, it would have been awesome. But uh, I can't think of much else. Like I mean, I can. What? Actually, my number one. I'm just going to piggyback off Uh-oh. of your answer. That's this fine. series. What I think of um, when I think of like a point and click game or an adventure game, like the Telltale stuff, old um, Monkey Island, etc., it's a focus. It's a heavy focus on the writing. 
And there's one other series that uh, at times has had a focus on very good, very interesting, engaging writing, and that would be Final Fantasy. I actually don't know how. Oh, okay, that's good. There hasn't been... Like, so Adventure Games, it's all about the writing, it's about the dialogue, Mm -hmm. the character interactions, and then there's some puzzles on the side. It depends, like, there's all sorts of different ways that Adventure Games do the gameplay. There's the Telltale way, where it's pretty much railroaded, and it's just all of the dialogue. And then there's stuff like the monkey, uh, yeah. Secret of Monkey Island, etc., where it's a lot more puzzle-based, and you have to find the right thing at the right time, and you have to have all this stuff, and you have to get the right thing to the people and all this. And I think a Final Fantasy game would mesh amazingly well with that, and I don't know how it's something like that hasn't been done before. I think that would be awesome. That sounds huh. like that's a good one. You, so That's you're really saying cool. in more in more of which style? More the modern Telltale I style, or don't know exactly. I don't like. I'm less. I can I, I can get behind something like Secret of Monkey Island myself. I'm not as much of a fan of Telltale Telltale games as a lot okay. of other people. So I I guess for me personally, I'd lean more towards the the older style. That's what I would like to see. I think this would be a little bit more. Like you said, with the other ones being with like the Telltale games being a little bit more railroaded, and it's more about like the choices you make and not trying to figure stuff out. I think Final yeah. Fantasy would be more interesting with like things you got to figure out, like trying to find items, use certain like spells maybe, you know, that kind of stuff, yeah, like yeah. little puzzles and things. I don't like just picturing a Final Fantasy world where as strange as this is to say about an RPG given the root term of RPG uh, it feels weird to be would to be playing Final Fantasy in a world with that kind of consequence of your own actions, where your decisions yeah, make yeah. that much of a difference. That's interesting. I agree. This is a good one. Jay, Jay, what's your number one? So my number one, um, fuck yourself, is uh, a crossover. <laughs> I, I, it has to be Final Fantasy Tactics because you know I haven't said it yet. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy Tactics <laughs> is, uh, with uh, any. I guess it could be any real popular fighting game. Um, so basically, you pick the fighters that you like want. A street, you're saying like a Street Fighter sure. uh, strategy RPG or something like that? No, no, no. Let me let me explain. So let's just use Street Fighter for example, right? So you you take turns picking your lineups. So let's say you each have five five characters, right? So you each pick your lineups, and then you get placed on a battlefield. Okay. This is you... very King of Fighters esque. Wait, are you picking are you picking Street Fighter characters so or you're Final picking Fantasy? like a team in a Can fighting it, game? Exactly. Based on Final Fantasy Tactics, yeah. It's exactly. very King of Fighters-esque. Uh, okay. yeah. So, and then when you actually engage, so you can position your characters a certain way. You Kind of like um, Bahamut's Lagoon, so you can actually use abilities prior to engaging. Uh-huh. And then when you actually get into melee range, you would engage in actual fighting game combat. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the Bahamut's Lagoon with fighting game elements. So you can kind of strategically... Because I know in a lot of fighting games, there are, there are certain... Correct me if I'm wrong, but there are certain heroes or... or Characters that are better against other characters. Yeah, matchups. There are good okay. matchups and bad matchups. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So you basically use that as a strategy to try and get into position, kind of like rock paper scissors, if you will, where you want to line up your lineup in a way that gives you more of an advantage over your opponent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. Here comes Robert. But still, the Metal Gear Solid. I, actually, funny enough, I was kind of thinking of like games that would make good fighting games, and. Uh, then that led me to thinking of fighting games like Street Fighter moved into a different genre. And it's like, what would I like to see done with Street Fighter? Um, I tried thinking of that too. RPG work with that. I think it could be kind of cool, but 
it also feels like really cheesy. Yeah, Stone Calibur. <laughs> Stone Calibur yeah, actually. If there was a fighting game crossover and it was similar to like uh, the gameplay was kind of like Xenogears where you have button combos or even Chrono Cross, but more Xenogears because I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. in Xenogears, like you have, if you do like strong, weak, strong, like that's a, a combo for a specific character and they could incorporate that into a Street Fighter RPG. That could be pretty cool. Everybody's going to steal our ideas and make millions. <laughs> well, we, we have proof that we came up with it first, so. We've also developed these games already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I have working prototypes for every single one of these. <laughs> uh, I'm just finding a publisher right now. That's all I'm doing. We've registered the trademarks. Yeah, yeah, totally we've did. Talked to the, <laughs> we've talked to the rights holders. <laughs> Well, if we can't get the rights for them, we'll just change the what we call everything, just like StarCraft did when they made a Warhammer 40K RTS <laughs> called a StarCraft. Are we going to do know? Metal Gear Firm? God damn it. Firm, Anyways. Like, what? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was the top three. That was pretty fun. It was all right. <laughs> My ideas kicked ass. You guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rob, I was actually really surprised you didn't do more, um, more point and click type stuff. Either well, was like, going to point and click or going away from point and click. I was expecting away to... from yeah. Like what? Okay, yeah. if you had to choose something else to do with the Monkey Island universe, what would you do with it? See, I thought about that too, and I was like, no, this would not make any other good game. Like, okay, a Monkey Island action game? No, that would be shit. Uh, and then what other option do you have? Pretty much like, there's RPG. nothing else that you. Uh, that would suck too. No way! Because I can see that being cool because you could have like goofy little attacks that cost a couple MP of like insult and uh, all that. Okay, okay, all right, all right. That might work. That's a pretty I good. Can idea. It'd be, it'd be I can see it be similar that. to Undertale, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that could maybe work if you took if you if you if you took the goofy slant really hard. Oh yeah, of course. Like that's yeah. the idea there. I guess so. I, I, and then I thought about like other like point and click games. I was like, okay, like the first thing that I thought of, of course, was like Metal Gear Solid point and click adventure. Then I was like, that would never work. Uh, <laughs> and then like I couldn't think of. I was like, uh, what? Like Mario? No, there's not enough story there. Like, I thought about, like, Street Fighter point-and-click adventure game. I was like, no, there's not really, like, there's, that's a little bit too scattered. Uh, I just didn't have anything else. Like, I, I gave those, I thought, I was, I thought of everything I could put Monkey Island in and anything I could put into that style, and I couldn't really come up with a whole lot. That might be why there are so many, like, I guess, you know, most of, whenever there's a, uh, point-and-click game, Except for now, with like the new style of point and clicks that we have, they were very rarely based on existing IPs. There was there were the Indiana Jones yeah. games, of course, which were all really good. But I'm having trouble even thinking of any others right now that were based on something else. It's it just I don't know why, but it seems like a really hard thing to do for just about anything. It seems there, like you have I to have a very specific one type more of important one that I'm probably. Yeah. Seems like oh, okay. There's there were some Star Trek ones. 
Um, okay. But you and the, and I can see I yeah. haven't played any of those, but I could see that working really well. Oh, like yeah, you, it seems like you have to have a really specific type of IP that you're starting out with for that to be able to work. Um, I, a Sam and Max was 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 an existing IP. Ah, uh, yeah. There we go. In general, though, doesn't happen too often, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Of course, now it happens pretty frequently. <laughs> thanks, kind Telltale. Of, it's kind of blown up, thanks to Telltale. Yeah. And I haven't... The, all, I will say, the ones that I have played of theirs, I have enjoyed. Yeah. But I'm a little bit... I played... I don't know. One and a half episodes of Walking Dead. It was all right. I'd had a lot of the stuff spoiled for me, though. So I kind of knew okay. what to do. Also, I like I don't like how so many people just have to be assholes in their games. Like everyone you interact with is an asshole, and you can't. You're extremely railroaded to their choices, and it's like, no, I just want to punch this guy right in the nose right now. I don't want to wait to get the, that prompt later. This guy's a dick. He's acting like a dick. He needs to stop. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. There are some. Like I loved The Walking Dead. I really, really liked it. Um, the game, not the show. But yeah, the game. But um, I, I do know what you mean. There are some characters like, all right, this character, like, isn't really very interesting. He's just there to kind of be a be an asshole and prompt you to to, to decide what you're going to do around around the things based on what he does. But and that's not necessarily bad, in my opinion. But I understand what you what you mean. I can I can get. Why that it, it's just frustrating at times because it's like, why am I choosing this option and there isn't more happening? Or why don't I have an option to be like this, etc.? The other time that it's weird is, um, like, I have no attachment to The Walking Dead, so that one doesn't bother me. But like with Game of Thrones, it's it's weird to be putting myself into that world. Okay. it's Because that's such a world that it has its own story already done and told and it's like oh we're putting you into the middle of it when there are already events happening around you and it's like what no i how is my interactions here in the course of the game not referenced later on in the books and in the story then like it, it's just totally inconsequential and it just I haven't played sense. i haven't played that one yet um does it so do you play like a character who supposedly has like a prominent role in the goings-on of the main story a little like you play, um, God, you play as a couple different characters, and okay, one of them is like the owner of the house. He's the oldest son. He runs the house. It's his home now, and it's it, he actually plays an important part. Like the people come to talk to him. Important okay. characters come. To okay, his home. okay. So it's All right. it's very strange. Weird. That is that does sound kind of weird. I kind of I kind of expected it to be you're playing like some like some sort of person who doesn't really have much to do with yeah. like the yeah okay yeah all right um okay well you guys wanna what's next we going on That's the it. emails oh yeah That's it. <laughs> That's it. Good night. Oh, but I got. Let's um real quick. Let's do uh a quick mention of Pixel Nachos. Blake. 
Do you What's even up? know what that is? No, Robert. Tell me all about it. <laughs> so in a short uh, manner, Robert. Short if you manner. missed it, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go into detail like I did in the first one when I announced it for the first time. So we're doing a, we're trying to do a charity drive for After School All Stars. Uh, we're giving out a few prizes to people who donate. One of them is you get to come on the podcast and talk about uh, you get you get to come on for the games section and the top three section. And then the other is we're giving away uh, $50 worth of GOG games, which uh, someone was asking on Twitter. So the way we're doing it is we're going to pick like our favorite games, uh, $50 worth of them, and gift them to you. Someone was asking on, on Twitter, like, what happens if you already own all those games or some of them or whatever? Basically, we'll get in touch with you. Whoever wins that, we'll get in touch with them. Then screw him. you. That's what. <laughs> to figure out, like, if... They want us to, like, tell them what we're going to give them first so that they can tell us, like, if they already have that game or they don't want it or whatever. So we'll work it out to where you're not just, like, getting duplicates of something that you already have in, on Steam or, or even in GOG already. But, um, and then there's some other stuff we're unlocking. Uh, one of, one of which, Blake, involves you. I don't huh? know if you know about this or not. We haven't run this by you yet. But, um, if we raise a certain amount of money... Then, then Jay's gonna play a game that somebody picks, and then I'm gonna do one, and you're gonna do one also. Like that, they're all different levels. We put you at the highest level since we didn't ask you first. <laughs> uh, all right, then I guess I can't say no. But you're, <laughs> but you're only on the hook. I, I, in the the fine print says, uh, three hours is what you have to donate to it, and then you. Or it was what you have to give to it. And then if you are sick of it after three hours, then you get to stop at three hours. All right. But that's at a high goal, and I don't think we're going to reach it. So that's all we'll, I'll say. Once again, it's After School All-Stars. It's a charity that I really, really like. We're trying to just just do a little charity raise, a little fundraiser for them, see if we can raise some money for them. Go ahead and if you're if you're, if you're you're at a computer, pause it right now. Pause the podcast. Go to pixelnachos.com. There's a big donate button at the top. The money goes directly to After School All Stars. It doesn't. We don't mediate it or anything, and it goes 100. 100% of it goes directly to After School All Stars. So we're just trying to raise a little money for them because it's a charity that I like. Word. Like now you know. Now you know all about it. Yeah, I actually had um, uh, Core of Apple, Core of Bree. Uh, one of our listeners, old old friend of mine, came into my chat the other day and was like, what if I win the pizza? And I was like, wait, what if you win the what? What pizza? <laughs> that's, yep, that's one of our stretch goals. All right. Because <laughs> she lives up in gonna... Canada, and I was just like, I don't know anything about this yet. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our stretch goals. You can find out about the pizza at pixelnachos.com. The main one is if we raise like I think it's like $800 then I will buy a console and three games for the console, any three games you want and play and play all of them. However Damn. bad or good you you decide. But we can only get there. It's only going to happen. If you stop listening to our dumbass podcast for a second, go there and donate a few bucks, and then come back and hit play again. 
And That's what we should have called it, the dumbass podcast. That rolls right oh. off the top. That would have worked out so much better. Yeah. You want to talk about emails? Sure. Okay. We got some this time. We got two. How's that for a, a success story? That's infinitely more than I expected. Uh, the first is from Jeffrey. He's written in the past couple times. Uh, he he gave us his top three series slash genre switch ups. So number three, I haven't read this by the way. So let's see. All right, number three, I want, <laughs> I want. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh oh! All right, Robert. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I want a I want a Parappa the Rappa style game. With the gang from Metal Gear Solid. Oh my god. god. <laughs> Punch, kick, it's all CQC. Oh, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Don't even. I can't even handle this. I want Ocelot rapping slow jams about his revolver. <laughs> and oh Snake god. and Snake owning that little bitch riding in a rap battle. <laughs> I want people. <laughs> All right, Robert. I want people <clears throat> uh, saying sentences. This is me talking, by the way. This is what Jeffrey wrote. I want people saying sentences, and then the rhyme for the next line is Snake repeating the sentence in the form of a question, <laughs> since that's what he does all throughout every Metal Gear game. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, Metal Gear. <laughs> The Metal Gear's mobile nuclear missile launcher. The Metal Gear's a mobile nuclear missile launcher? You can do the voice better than me. I don't want to. Uh, okay, number... Can read the rest of the email? Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Uh, <laughs> number two. A Kingdom Hearts survival horror Resident Evil type game. <laughs> I like it. What? <laughs> the darker and gorier, the better. <laughs> Goofy would die first. Oh, he I have a feeling that's a given. He, I want to see cutesy Disney characters doing Harvester-level horrible things. <laughs> and I want Haven't you ever played <laughs> Halloween Town, man? Come on. <laughs> that's, that's the... You no. Know. And I want to kill Zombie Poo and watch Robert cry. <laughs> that would be a good... I think that would be amazing. Yeah, you uh, would, and then you then you talk about it for two hours on the podcast. How much you hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, Mega Man in a sandbox game like Batman: Arkham City, using the Proto Men's albums as a storyline and soundtrack. That's kind of interesting, Blake. Fuck yes, that is kind of interesting. <laughs> Blake's hard. So, uh, our, you guys, uh, you probably don't listen to the Proto Men too much. Um, the, it's like a kind of grim, dark. Um, Grimdark Mega Man universe. So that okay. would work really, really, really well. That sounds pretty I awesome. I mean, hell, I just want to see a Mega Man game based off of their music, period. That would be enough for me, I think. I can't get past Ocelot rapping slow jams about his revolver. What's number three? Uh, That was number one, was Mega Man. Oh, okay. What was the other? There was the Kingdom Hearts. Oh, right, the Survival Horror. 
I got um, so distracted by Proto Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We all got distracted by something there. Uh, he says that's all I got this week. Thanks, Jeffrey. Those are those are I, I really love. Those are some pretty good ones. Um, and then we got one from Shane Sanderson, who's written in in the past. It's been a while though. Let's see. Uh, subject line is what up? He says thought I would send y'all an email. Been playing a ton of stuff over the months. Too many to mention, but stuff like Alien Trilogy, some old Sonic stuff, Front Mission 3 Attack. I don't know what that is. Uh, but uh, mainly Front Mission I... 3 is a strategy RPG with mechs. Oh, okay. It's an old Square series. God, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember which one 3 is. I haven't played any of them. I want to say 3 is on PlayStation. I don't know. Just move on. Robert doesn't know. Just go. Just go. Anyways, what do you think uh, Ocelot would say in his revolver rap? Oh my god! Can you do the Ocelot voice, Blake? He'd say, "Get on with the email." <laughs> <laughs> I like that saying. Wow, Blake, good one. Uh, but mainly, I finished some cool RPGs. Vandal Hearts was first decent, mm-hmm. like a watered down Final Fantasy Tactics. Keen to try the sequel. Blake, I want. I want um, I don't think I've played Vandal Hearts 1. Oh, okay. I believe I have played done, I think I've done Vandal Hearts 2 though. Let me double check. Let me look at it up. Yeah, I think this is the one I played. It's, um, I didn't, I never got through it. But it was an interesting game. Okay. It was an okay strategy game. Uh, the story was on the heavy, grim dark side. It wasn't bad. Okay. Breath of Fire 3. Been going. Yeah. Been ongoing for ages and was so ready for it to end. Enjoyed it, but it hella dragged on. I can see that, yeah. I think the last time I played through the game, even I was like, "What? I thought I was done yet. What is this section? What is all this stuff? (laughs) You get to the part where you think you're coming up at the end of the game, and it's like, this is just the beginning of the end of the game. You've still got a, a bunch more stuff to get through. That's a Here's lot a how... new town that you didn't expect to show up. It's like, no, I was getting pumped. You blue balled. <laughs> Give me my last boss. That's funny. That that's actually how you missed this last week. But I I, I played metal. Uh, I played uh, Monkey Island Two: LeChuck's Revenge for the last episode, Blake. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I kind of had. I didn't. I, I forget, forgot to mention this, but the game does sort of go on a little bit too long, where you're like. I think okay, I that, watched someone oh. play that one, and it was like, why isn't this done? Why does this have so many false stops? Yeah, yeah, and even I was listening to the commentary as I played it, and even Ron Gilbert was like, why did we make this so long? <laughs> like, you get to where you think you think you're in the last area of the game, and you still have like a whole other like new place to to get to and and figure out and explore and that kind of stuff. It it does sort of the same thing. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, currently loving Tactics Ogre on the PSP. Yeah, uh, I think I was yes. talking about that on Facebook for a few minutes. Yeah, I think so. Also, also very, also very Final Fantasy Tactics, but maybe a little harder to understand and figure out the basics. Up to about 15 hours so far and loving it. Yeah, there's a reason that one feels so much like Tactics. It was actually done by the man behind Tactics himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... It was his original project before he went on to tactics. 
<laughs> he had um it's part of the I think I think he did the Ogre Battle games as well. Let me double check. Cause I think Tactics Ogre is supposed to be in the same universe and um uh does it have a link link to Matsuno in here? No, it doesn't. Uh okay. Let me look up Matsuno real quick, because I think all of the ogre stuff was his, and then Square brought him on and was like, we want you to make a game for us with our IP. And he was like, well, I mean, fucking hey. Oh, there's a link to him. Okay. Um, Quest. Tactics Ogre let us cling together. March of the Black Queen. Okay, yes. He did do, he served as director of Ogre Battle March of the Black Queen. Um, and then I believe he was the guy that kind of envisioned, like, that Ogre Battle was his baby. And then he went on to make Tactics Ogre. And then he went on to make Final Fantasy Tactics. And uh, Tactics Ogre is a great game, except for the part where you have to grind constantly and ver- in, like, the worst ways. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, because, like, what will happen is you'll have one guy kill the boss of a battle, and that'll be enough to level him up. And then you'll leave. And that's the only good way to level up. And levels are very important in that game. Every single level makes a huge difference. I don't know exactly why. I don't know if it's just the stat-ups that it gives you or if there's, like, a formula in place that says for every level less that you you are compared to your target, you're going to do X percent less damage and you'll be X percent more vulnerable or something. But you're extremely weak if you're not – if you don't level up everybody, like, at least one level after every battle. Hmm, it okay. sucks so much. So what you have to do is there's a training mode in the game, quote, training – and what you do is you go into this training mode, and then you just have everybody chuck rocks at the guy that leveled up in the last fight until they all level up. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's amazing. Aside from that, it's a really, really great game. Um, it's got divergent paths, different stories, different plots, different events that happen. Um, it's a, a very deep game just in as far as like what happens story-wise and how many different things can happen and which characters can die and which ones you can save and all this. And the PSP version is supposed to be a lot better, but I guess it might not fix that grinding issue from what I heard, which is a damn shame. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I love that game. No, that's cool. Continue. <laughs> uh, main reason for emailing you was to tell you all about this card game I discovered called Boss Monster. It's really inspired by retro games, and I think you guys should check it out. Uh, I bought it purely on how it looked and love it. Check the box art. You will dig it. It's also been converted to a game on Steam, which I ain't got around to getting to getting yet, but I might. Uh, ciao for now. Actually, I do own Boss Monster. Huh. Uh, and it's it's all right. It's not my favorite, like, card slash board game. It's It's... There are, there's tip, there's pretty much always another one that I'd rather play, but it's, it's a, I'd say it's a solid game. So you have like, yeah, it's adequate. It's, it's, uh, so you've got this deck, you've got a few decks of cards. You've got a deck of, uh, of boss cards, and then you've got a deck of like dungeon room cards, and then you got spell cards and hero cards. And you, uh, everybody gets a boss card, and that's like who they are. They're that boss. That's, that's the character you're playing. And what you do is you basically you build your dungeon using the dungeon cards. Uh, you build a dungeon like leading up to your boss, and you try to attract the heroes into your dungeon by building rooms that have like certain kind of like loot that they want to go after. And then like 
obviously, like, the rooms in your dungeon also, like, do bad things and, like, injure them and stuff and do specific stuff like that when they, uh, when the heroes try to go through your dungeon. And you basically, you try to be the first person to kill, like, a certain number of heroes or, or without, without, without being killed by the heroes. Uh, that's kind of the, the short version of it. It's, a. Uh, I find that it's a little bit limited once you've played it like a few times. It's kind of like I feel like I have kind of gotten everything out of it, but uh, but it's a pretty it's a solid game. It's fun. Uh, my six year old actually really likes it. That's one of her favorite games to play whenever we're gonna play something. Uh, she really enjoys it, even though she doesn't know what like half the cards do. <laughs> we have to explain to her while we're playing. But uh, yeah, it's a solid game, and it, it did come out on uh, they they. Did a Kickstarter for like the electronic version of it. It's about to come out on, or I guess it is out on Steam according to this. I know it's out on iOS as well. I've yeah, played it's the iOS out and it says early access on Steam. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Obviously, um, I actually did uh, contribute to that Kickstarter, and uh, I've played the iOS version. I haven't played it very much because I kind of. Once uh, once it came out, I had uh, sort of gotten my fill of the game, but um, it's like it seems like the iOS port works really well. It's I think it's like five bucks or something. I, I'd say it's worth the five dollars. I it, I don't get a ton of mileage out of it, but it's 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 a it's a respectable little card game. It's cool. But yeah, the box art looks like a Nintendo game, and all like the art on the cards looks like a like like retro styled like like retro game style graphics. It's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, that's all he's got. He says ciao for now. Ciao. He said ciao. That's what he said. But he, he spelled it C-H-O-W, not the real, not the way you're supposed to. Oh, like ciao puppy. <laughs> so he's just telling us to eat. All right, no big deal. Oh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm happy. So after we're done with this, I'm up for that. I'm for cookies. We can do that. Is that... Do we want to talk real quick about... Uh, the new, the newer games we've been playing. Blake sort of already did. Have you been play, uh, playing anything? What have you been playing on stream, Blake? Blake. 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 Like that. <laughs> Jay. Oh, what have you been playing? I haven't been playing anything, honestly. I started new jobs. So I've been working a lot, and I haven't really been playing too many games lately. Um, I don't even know what I've been playing. Uh, wow, I'm trying to get back in You're it, back. No, I had flight shit come up. Don't flight shit come up. Yeah, yeah some bad. It's just fucked up stuff. Um, I'm trying to get back into Metal Gear Solid Five so I can finish it. I stopped playing it and now it's like, oh man, where do I even go from where I am right now? <laughs> it's so daunting. There's so much going on. Um, I've been playing Marvel Heroes some more. I don't know that I've been doing much else. Like I've been away. Since I got home, I haven't had a lot of time to do too much. Yeah, I've uh, I've been actually playing Metal Gear Solid Four. LeChuck's Revenge is that, is that what it's called? <laughs> LeChuck's Revenge, and it's um, it is like seriously fifty fifty gameplay and cinematics. Like it was, it's even more cutscene heavy than I remember it being. No, knowing yeah, full Metal well even that it has a lot of cutscenes. I mean, it's so had, long. The game is like an hour and a half cutscene. So, and yeah, and what's hilarious is they'll do like a thirty-minute-long cutscene, and then cut back to you, and then it's finally time for you to play again, and you take fifteen steps, and then it goes to another cutscene. Yeah, 
it's pretty heavy on those. But I mean, I I mean that's what you're asking for when you play a Metal Gear game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, I'm trying to get through it so I can like, because it's been a long time, so long since I played any of those. I'm kind of like the past two years, sort of been playing through them when I have a chance. So in in actual order. So I can be a little bit ready for five, even though it's not really going to make a difference because I can't follow the story at all. I don't think most most people can. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been playing. How many hours is it, Blake? I don't even remember. Oh, for four? Yeah, it's like twenty. Um, yeah, I'd say about twenty. Okay, I think I'm probably like ten. I'm, I'm about I'm about half. I'm about it, halfway it might there. Be, it might even go as low as like fifteen. <laughs> Okay, I just got to uh, Big Mama. Okay, that's I don't remember about two thirds. Oh, really? Okay, that's uh, that's a little farther. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I feel like the last chapter or two went pretty fast. Okay, well, is that is that a wrap? I think that's it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, it's not even. It's barely past eleven p.m. for me. We got like another hour, guys. No, <laughs> fuck no. We've already been going for two hours. What are you talking about? Yeah, like we started. We started early on time. Early? No. We started on time. Jesus. Fucking kill yourself, like. Hey, Robert, could you could we get a kick on Jay right now? Go fucking kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll edit something in. All right. So best best box art is our next top three. And one last reminder, go right now to pixelnachos.com. Throw in a few bucks for, uh, for after school all stars. It's an awesome charity. You can find out more about it on the website. Jay, how much does it cost to get two tickets? $5? $5. Was I right? Five. Yeah, that was right. Holy it's shit. Cause we, it's because you said it like 45 times in a row on the last podcast when, when I announced the whole charity drive but seriously uh you get thrown in the raffle yeah the prizes are going out like on a raffle basis you get thrown in just for five bucks but you get like the more you donate you get sort of at different tiers you get like extras uh added on top of whatever you would have normally gotten uh but at a at the base level every five dollars gets you two raffle tickets for the sick fucking prizes like like a pizza Yay, pizza. All I got. Yeah, pizza's good. That's all I got. Bye, everybody. You know, we should have made one of we should have made one of them be Blake does the whole podcast in the Metal Gear voice. No, are you fucking kidding me? I, that would be Blake does the Metal Gear voice, and Jay isn't there for that podcast. You wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to stream for like the next week afterward. Yeah, exactly. Are you gonna pay that for me? Yeah, that's that's yeah. We're gonna recoup our <laughs> workers costs. comp. Workers comp. <laughs> All right, that's all. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Hope you liked the episode, and somebody give me a sweet outro quote. Big Uh, ass balls.